Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can always catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. Ask your smart speaker to play the Rob O'Donnell Show podcast. You can ask your smart speaker to play WILK News Radio, and it'll play it for you live. Plenty of ways to listen. No excuse not to listen. Tell your friends about it. It's uh, 510 here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 29 degrees. This is mostly cloudy out there. Shows a little sun on my computer screen, but the sun's down, right? I believe so. Don't have any windows in here, but I believe it is. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, if you watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade... You saw some new or news coverage in regards to it. I don't think the parade itself really showed it. I think there was a little bit here and there. But you saw the, what do you, they're not protesters when, when they're stopping the lives of other people. They uh, stopped the parade. They got in the middle of the street. They poured blood on themselves or fake blood on themselves, paint, red paint, uh, and glued themselves to the street. Where this became a thing is beyond me. You know, I, I made light of it on social media. If you ever saw, and Jake will get a kick out of this, I believe it was the Naked Gun two and a half where he fell off the, the bleachers and landed down. He says, oh, he's not dead. He's just hurt. And here came a steamroller. Here came a marching band. Here came all, everything to, to uh, march over him, and it was just a silhouette of him embedded into the concrete. So I said, send the marching bands over them, right over them. See what happens then. And somebody chimed in, send the street sweepers, send, send the horses, whatever you're going to do there. But I, I just don't get this concreting your, or, or epoxying your hand to the ground. Um, leave them there. I would, I would leave them there. Sorry, we can't help you. Call someone privately to remove you from the street. We'll block off the street and let you stay there as long as you'd like. And now after they have to pay a couple thousand dollars to have someone come remove them, maybe they'll think twice about doing it the last time. There's no consequences for these actions. That's why we see high school students out of control in high schools. That's why we see shoplifters just taking whatever they want, these smash and grabs. They're not even smash and grabs. They're just taking things. They're walking into stores casually, packing things up, and walking out casually. Well... The same anti-Israeli protesters plan to flood, and the word flood is used very specifically and very purposefully, the Christmas tree lighting in Rockefeller Center. Now, the reason their flyer says flood is because that's the same wording that the Hamas terrorists used when they went into the kibbutz and that, that peace concert in southern Israel. That's disgraceful, the fact that they would use the same terminology. We're supposed to take these so-called pro-Palestinian protesters seriously? So the, in the article, they plan on shutting down the tree lighting. And uh, how to win the hearts and minds, especially in the holiday season, step one. Do not do what the chaos merchants behind organizations like Within our lifetime, and that's the organization who's, who's planning this, within our lifetime, 
are doing with increasing frequency and impunity. Now, the impunity part's what we need to get to. That is interrupt our commutes by squatting on highways, bridges, the train stations for hours, destroying property, orchestrating chaos during our cherished holiday traditions. Within our lifetime, which builds itself as a Palestinian-led community organization, and other agitators are proudly scrooging their way through the festive calendar and screwing over hardworking New Yorkers and tourists in the process, all in the name of activism. They really revved up their holiday offerings by, like I said, gluing themselves to 6th Avenue during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They splashed red paint all over the beloved New York Public Library's flagship, causing $75,000 of damage. And the anti-Zionist organization shut down the Manhattan Bridge on the holiday weekend. And it's all for the last act of de-resistance. On Wednesday, tomorrow, within our lifetime, plans to throw the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting into disarray. Flood the tree lighting for Gaza, reads the call of the group's 135,000 Instagram followers. Flood, the same word Hamas used to describe the October 7th attack in which some 1,400 innocent in Israel were killed and more than 200 kidnapped. The annual televised tree lighting spectacular, which draws families and tourists from near and far, is a wide symbol of the Christmas holiday. You could call it Christmas hol- a Christian holiday, but it reverberates with people of all faiths. If you've ever been there, and I'm sure most of us have, it's a nice place to go visit. It's fun. It's festive. So let's ruin that. And again, you have the right to peacefully protest. You do not have the right to disrupt other people. Some would like to have you not believe that. But again, they want to pick and choose the rights that are protected and the rights that aren't. As long as it fits an agenda, as long as it fits what their beliefs are, it does regardless. We could stop traffic. We can hold up people possibly going to the hospital. We could stop emergency vehicles from getting to where they need to be. We could tie up resources of first responders that could be elsewhere. Rather, they're they're dealing with your spoiled butts. Dealing with something you probably have very little knowledge about. But hey, I could be disorderly. I can get away with it. I can cause trouble. I could scream and yell at the police because, you know, I just don't like them anyway. Why not? It's not what it's about. There needs to be consequences for these types of things. If you are going to block a highway, if you're going to block a bridge, if you're going to glue yourself to a street, if you're going to ruin something as the Christmas holiday, which is in all essence a private event that's open to the public, Rockefeller Center is a private entity. There should be consequences, and there's not. They keep catering to, well, you know, they're just voicing their opinion. No, I mean, what if I went to one of the malls in our area here? You know, three, what do we got? Steamtown, the Wilkesbury, you know, the Viewmont. And I decided to stop you from going wherever you wanted to go because I wanted to yell and have you hear me and prevent you from doing things, prevent you from moving, prevent you from going anywhere, prevent you from getting to your car, prevent you from getting to your store, prevent you from getting to your pharmacy. 
Isn't that wrong? It is wrong. And that's what happens when these people do this. Why can't they just peacefully protest? Why can't they get their permits, stay on the sidewalk, not disrupt people's lives, and say what they need to say? Why do they have to go that extra step? Because we've tolerated it. We've allowed it. Because we've said it's oh, it's okay. They just want to, just, just like the mostly peaceful protests. You know, when the mayor of Baltimore said, well, let, let them get it out of their system. They'll be okay. Go to the phones now. We have uh, Lee from Scranton on those protesting in support of Hamas. Lee. Well, I just like to say that uh, to start off with that these people are all Democrats, and that's my opinion, uh, which I, I think I'm entitled to. And um, it's been going on since before the 2020 election when they were burning buildings to the ground and being paid by uh, Democratic donors and being bailed out of jail by the vice president. But on Hamas and the and all the protesters supporting them, I think if they violate the law, I think there should be mass arrests, and I think they should be given two choices, six months in jail or sit down and watch these Israelis be murdered by Hamas, okay? And then let's see how they feel about that, and let them think about either their sister being raped and murdered or their parents being murdered or being abused because, you know, we've listened to so much silliness about this, like the press trying to say that, you know, the Israelis were asleep when their border was violated. Look, it's sometimes you just don't have information about something that's going to happen, no matter how good your intelligence information is. But, you know, when you've got people in this country that believe the things they do and the way it's going, our country's in very, very serious decline. And I don't know if there's any hope for it because We've got mobs of uneducated, publicly educated people destroying our culture. And, and basically, that's all I have to say. And I, you know, and I don't think they're destroying our culture. I think they're making up their own as they go along. I mean, these if you look at the people who attended, if you look at the Antifa type who attended the Black Lives Matter, if you look at the people who are arrested at Black Lives Matter events, at Antifa events, at these events, they're all suburban white people. Privileged. Yes, they are. That, that yes, keep they getting are. arrested. They keep getting a slap on the wrist. They go back. They are funded by whatever means they're funded by. Like you said, there was fundraising for their their bail fees that which the vice president did take part of before she was vice president. You know, at what point do we hold people accountable for bad behavior? We've done away with holding people accountable for bad behavior. And I'm all for peaceful protest. You know, but that's not what this is. We saw the videos of them kicking through the glass windows of Grand Central Station saying they wanted to get at the cops. This is the same group. They were climbing the street posts, ripping down American flags to put up Palestinian flags. That's not peaceful protest on Veterans Day. Well, that's kind of why we need to educate them. And the first thing to do is take them into a room and let them see the atrocities they're supporting. And let and look at, make them watch it, and then ask them what they think after they're done and how they can justify what they're doing. Because, you know, I've heard a lot of different things on Fox and Sky News and other news networks. And I just think the American press has let the American people down. And the Democratic Party is just completely out of control. It's like it's so hard to describe how 
you know, John F. Kennedy could have been a Democrat today. I mean, they're just they're they're out of their mind. Yeah, Lee, I, you know what? I actually gave Senator John Fetterman kudos today because he's been very staunch about this. He is actually have picture. He has pictures of every hostage that Hamas has of Israelis, and he's been moving them from one side of his office to the other as he gets, as they have released. And listen, I've been extremely critical of Senator John Fetterman, but he's been staunch yeah. on this, and, and you know, he's he's gaining my, uh, he's impressing me more and more. You know, I still disagree with a lot of his stuff he does, but he's really taken on his own party. So I don't think a fine Democrat, Republican line here, or just saying Democrats, because there are a ton of Democrats, John Fetterman being one of them, that has, has raised his voice when it comes to this and said enough's enough. Well, what do you think about the young children, Israeli children that were held by Hamas that were forced to watch the murder of their parents and their and they're, they're, you know, they're terrorists. Men. They're terrorists, Lee. There's no excuse for it. They should be rid from the earth. It's as plain and simple as that. I'm going to get into a little more of the hostages and who they were and such in a little bit. But I appreciate you, Coley. Yes, sir. Thank Bye. you. It's uh, 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Well, thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. We have no reports of any accidents, no major backups. It all looks pretty good in Northeast PA. Just a little bit of heavy traffic on Jefferson Avenue, Scranton, South Blakely Street in Dunmore, and on Route 29 in the West Nanticoke area. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy, upper teens to low 20s. Maybe some snow squalls moving through the area, so be careful out there. Tomorrow, sun and clouds, breezy, low to mid 30s. Thursday, more sun, high 45. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, seasonable temperatures, scattered showers, so hopefully nothing freezing out there. It's currently 29 degrees and mostly cloudy outside at 523, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 527. Got a text message in that uh, somebody said, something seems like something's going down on the west side of Scranton. A lot of cops and firefighters headed to the west side. Uh, I haven't heard anything, but if anyone's got any information, please let us know what's going on over there. Somebody wrote, LOL, fiery but peaceful. There's a book out written by a good friend of mine, uh, fiery but mostly peaceful. I'm actually uh, quoted in that book, so... Yeah, it is funny because he was at the riots and um, wrote a book about it. And I was uh, sitting with him talking about the book while he was writing it after post-riots. And I, I said something to him and it stuck and he had to quote it in his book. So I'm, I'm quoted in the book, fiery, fiery, but mostly peaceful. So if you want to check out that book, it's available on Amazon and any other place you can get. I get no, no uh, payment for it. I'm just letting you know that I'm quoted in the book. But it is a great book to read. So we've, we've I kind of had this backwards because of time constraints. But there's a two-day extension for the ceasefire because they are making progress in exchanging hostages. Now, a lot of people really don't understand what's going on with the hostages. For every one Israeli hostage, which are women and children, by the way, it, it, like I said, if you look at the pictures, they're all young children and women. All the men are dead. That they came across, mostly. They are exchanging three Palestinian prisoners for every one Israeli prisoner. That's the terms that the Hamas has has negotiated. And to get prisoners back, Israel has, has obliged. 
Now, depending on the media outlet that you're listening to, how it's spun. I saw. I heard an interview with a BBC reporter where she was trying to twist it to Israel being bad on that exchange. Now, they're, they're exchanging three Palestinian prisoners for every one Israeli hostage. Now, we're exchanging prisoners for hostages, three for one. And the BBC reporter said to an Israeli official, is that what Israeli thinks of Palestinians, that it takes three Palestinians to equal one um, Israeli hostage? That, that that's how much you disregard the Palestinians, that it's three Palestinian lives are worth one Israeli life. And the Israeli official said, are, are you kidding me? This is what was mandated to us. This was, was brought to us by Hamas, this terrorist group, that they would only exchange an Israeli hostage for three Palestinian prisoners. Now, if you look at who's being released, some of the media has turned on, well, they're women and, and, and teenagers, these Palestinian prisoners. Some of them are, and there's a video of one of the women being released who was a prisoner in Israel because she attempted to stab an Israeli soldier. And the second she got released, she made a statement saying she can't wait to return to fight to kill the Zionists. But if you look at some of the prisoners, and I'll, I'll give you some of the names. Daminoi Saeed Mohammed Ahmed was released to the Gaza Strip this week more than 20 years after he was convicted of taking part in a brutal lynching of an IDF reservist, Amon Pomerantz, who took a wrong turn into a refugee camp in the coastal territory in 1990. He was beaten to death before his car was set a fire by firebombs. It's one of the prisoners that were released. Shakir Aliufu Musbak Nufal will be released to his home in the West Bank this week, some 27 years after he was sentenced to life in prison for his role in the kidnapping and murder of a 21-year-old IDF soldier on Passover in 1985. Two Fatah terrorists, Samarin Mustaf Khalib Asar, and Karanan Azat Musa Musa were convicted in 1992 abduction and murder of an Israeli soldier in the West Bank in 1992. Two men sentenced for the killing of an IDF reservist in 1985 were also released. Yusuf Mohammed Haza Haza was only 17 when he and a friend murdered hikers, Leah Imakais and Yusuf Ilayu at a forest in the Gilboa mountain range in 1985. Two more individuals also set to be released following his conviction for the murder of hikers. Um, Rivital Seri and Ron Levy in 1984, setting their bodies on fire. Here's a, another individual was sentenced to life in prison in 1990 for torturing and murder three Palestinians sus suspected of collaborating with Israel. You have another individual who was arrested in 1992 for being part of a cell that swam from Aqaba in southern Jordan to Elat, where they then killed Yusuf Shirazi, an unarmed 62-year-old security guard at the Institute of Marine Sciences. 
another terrorist that was involved in a murder released in the prisoner exchange was um, the list includes Mossad Isa Rajib, one of those convicted of the murder of Ian Feinberg, who was hacked and shot to death April 1993 in Gaza Strip, where he had been working on economic revitalization plans in Gaza. These are the types of individuals that are being released. Now, that teenager that we saw released attempted to stab an IDF soldier, was convicted to 12 years, was reduced to three years. I'm sorry, eight years, and was just released. They have other individuals throwing rocks at soldiers who were prisoners and doing time. These are the people, the prisoners, Palestinian prisoners that Israeli is releasing three to one for hostages, children, infants, toddlers. So just to, to put a little bit out there, and this information is not hard to find. It's just if you want to look and get the facts. It's uh, 534 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 539, 30 degrees outside. And as, as we've seen, you know, Israel and Hamas agreed to extending the ceasefire for two more days past Monday, raising the prospect of further exchanges of the militant-held hostage for Palestinians imprisoned by Israel and a longer halt to the this this war. And war, if you've ever spoke to someone who's been to war or has trained for war, it's truly the last thing they want to do. And um, there's no right answer to what's going on. There's no perfect scenario, especially when you're dealing with a terrorist regime, which Hamas is. You know, if you look at this child that was taken, I believe the one-year birthday is in January. This this ten-month-old now, you know, was taken fifty days ago with her brother, and. Um, was given to, cannot be part of the most, was supposed to be part of this recent trade, but they can't locate this child because they, the Hamas terrorists gave it to another subsect terrorist group in southern Gaza because of the Israeli troops, the IDF troops coming into northern Gaza to clear the tunnels, to try and get hostages back. They wanted to keep this 10-month-old infant as a bargaining chip, as a trophy, it's been said to be called. You're not dealing with soldiers here. You're dealing with animals. You're dealing with terrorists. And if they truly treat the Palestinian people the same like this, again, I go back to why isn't there an uprising? And I've gotten text message, well, they probably don't have access to weapons. They probably don't have access. Listen, you're talking about a people who threw rocks at Israeli soldiers who are probably the most heavily armed you know, in the world. There is an uprising of capability for them. They can join forces with the Israeli soldiers to rid them. Hey, we will help you, but protect us. Have we even seen that call? Now I understand there'd be a vetting. Are they being set up? Or is it a trap? I, I get that part of it. But the mere fact you don't see this at all. I mean, even in Iran, when there's been uprisings in Iran, you've had the Iranian people rise up against their own regime. I mean, look at what just happened in Russia with his own militia. We're steaming towards Moscow to overthrow Putin. 
I mean, we've seen it time and time again. You're just not seeing it here. If, if the Palestinian people truly want to be free and safe, where is their own uprising? Where is their saying enough's enough? Where is their saying we're done with being used as human shields? I just don't see it. And obviously I'm seeing a very small portion, probably less than 1%. We all are. And most of us here are only seeing what the media wants us to see. It's uh, 542 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. This traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. It is all jammed up on North Main Avenue in Scranton. We don't have any reports, however, of accidents on 81, 83, 80, or 476, the PA Turnpike. Whenever you see a, a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Running out to KRZ, are you? Uh-huh. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy, upper teens to low 20s. Tomorrow, sun and clouds, breezy, low to mid 30s. Thursday, more sun, high 45. That's a good thing on Sunday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, seasonable temperatures, scattered showers each day. Hopefully, it gets better as we move on through the week. We'll see. It's currently 30 degrees and mostly cloudy outside at 543, your official weather station, W.I.L. Kelly. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on W.I.L.K. News Radio. It's 547, almost 547 here, 30 degrees outside. Is anyone going to be up at the Guitars and Stars from our, our sister station, Froggy 101s, be hosting that up there? along with Burke's Gun Shop. It'll be at the Scranton Cultural Center starting at 7 o'clock today. Some good uh, acts there. Parmalee, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's one of the half of Florida Georgia line. Priscilla Block, Michael Ray, and George Burge. I'll be up there after the show today. Headed out there to meet the missus, get our country on. Also have our friends down from Saratoga going to be with us. Have a great night at uh, Guitars and Stars. So if you're going to be there, look for me. Hope to see you there. Let me know in text message. If you're going to be there, if not, um, got some text messages in. My main question is, when the F did we, did the world start to negotiate with terrorists? I I hear you. I hear you, but getting, getting hostages out is a priority number one. I would have liked to have seen it different. Like I said, you want a ceasefire for every hour of ceasefire. I want another hostage and we'll get you the aid, the humanitarian aid that was needed. Allow red cross in and, and the aid personnel from the world health organization and whoever else needed to get in there. But once those hostages stop flowing out, Sorry, we pull everybody out. Aid stops, ceasefires in. It's in your the ball's in your court now, you know, and that kind of shuts up the the yahoos from from here in America who want to ceasefire now and these politicians that. Well, what you haven't heard here are the American hostages who are still being held that haven't been released. Any of them. I mean, we need we need to have that discussion. But uh, you know, I I do hear you. 
Where are the Palestinian expats against Hamas? I haven't seen any. It's just what I've been talking about. So, uh, yeah, and then, or at least we forget there is no such thing as Palestine, Palestinian. The most famous so called Palestinian Egypt, Egyptian, or was. Yeah, if you look through the history of the area, and again, not hard to find if you want to take the, the time to do that. And it's amazing what people will just take on face value as, as the facts when it comes to it. So, so yeah, I, I really recommend you look into who's being released. And, and every time, on my, if you follow me on my social media, Rob O'Donnell on Facebook or at O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter, when they have the pictures of the Israeli hostages who are being released, I've been reposting that. And you'll see it's all women and children. These were hostages that were taken, beaten. You know, we're hearing the stories from them, how they were kept. We're hearing how their family members were murdered right before their eyes. You know, this this four-year-old girl who was... Uh, just released, think of that, four years old, had her family killed, hid under her father's lifeless body, ran to a neighbor where she was eventually captured and taken hostage. Just think of of the wherewithal of your three or four-year-old having to live through watching the parents get killed, having the wherewithal to hide under the father's bloodied, lifeless body, and then trying to flee to a neighbor, three or four-year-old. I mean, most three or four-year-olds here can barely get something out of the refrigerator. It's just incredible. And yet we have people here who are trying to stir up, and even in our area here in Northeast Pennsylvania, trying to stir up emotions to become relevant. And the best thing we can do is... is obscure them into irrelevance, which they are. That's why they grasp so hard to become relevant. Trying to stoke anger, trying to stoke attention. Don't give it. Don't give it. And I, I, I've seen text messages that come in. I know what you're talking about. I, I see it. It's brought to my attention. I am very observant of what goes on around, around my atmosphere. Irrelevance is hard for people. Keep them there. Simple as that. And we're going to end off today with, uh, you know, we hear about the chip. We need to bring manufacturing here back to America, and Biden touts his chip. But Florida is also expanding semiconductor manufacturing capabilities with $28 million in grants. It's already operational. And again, in a push to reduce reliance on China and other foreign entities, Florida is expanding the semiconductor manufacturing capability. More than $28 million was recently awarded through the Florida Job Growth Grant Fund to expand semiconductor manufacturing and chip manufacturing through five workforce development projects. The awards are part of a $50 million initiative Governor Ron DeSantis launched in September dedicated to supporting Florida's semiconductor industry. It expands on grants awarded last year to entities 
in Osceola County. DeSantis's focus on been making strategic investments to expand Florida's manufacturing capabilities and strengthen its supply chain while creating high-demand, high-wage jobs. You know, this kind of goes under the radar because, you know, the feds get all their attention there while it's already happening in states. And Florida's not the only one. That's just the story I pulled up. The funding, DeSantis said, is laying the groundwork for a stronger economic future by investing in growing high-demand industries that offer high-wage jobs for our residents. Secretary of Commerce J. Alex Kelly said the state opened up the application process for entities to apply for grant funding in September, and it's partnered in economic development and workforce education around the state responded overwhelmingly. So far, five grants have been awarded to fund workforce education opportunities that support semiconductor manufacturing, advanced packaging, and research and development within the military, defense, and space industries. Neo City in Osceola County again received grant funding this year, although the $17.5 million is larger than it received last year. Funding will go towards constructing a multi-use semiconductor lab facility in Neo City. Once completed, the project will stimulate high-tech business startups and semiconductor manufacturing by providing companies with affordable lab space. Good things happening. So, just checking the... Let me see here. Sorry to bother you. Just trying to lighten things up. Go Steelers, nice Boston song, Love You, Be Safe. See, Jake, they love you. Yeah, and I've been reading your text messages. I'm sorry. Jake, Jake, uh, you know, I give him the Steelers. What do we have? Yeah, finally, finally some life out of the offense this past Sunday. And 16 to 10 over the Cincinnati Bengals. I wish they would have scored more points, but uh, it's been three and a half years since they put up 400 yards of offense. And I don't think it's any coincidence. Their first game after Matt Canada was fired, so... Up next, they have two games, two home games in a span of four days. Arizona this coming Sunday, and then New England on a Thursday night game. And when you look at Arizona, when you look at New England, both of them have two wins. And the way that that Mike Tomlin teams are, I just hope they don't play down to the competition because, you know, if this was any other team, they'd probably blow those two teams out. Who can suck more? Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, you watch – Pittsburgh will probably win those games by like say twenty to seventeen or nineteen to sixteen. Like that—that's just the way that they are. So crazy. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the update. We always got to check in on check in on Jake's team. So <laughs> appreciate it. It's five fifty six here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell show on this Tuesday, November twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. If you're going to be up at the Scranton Cultural Center in a little bit, I'll see you there. If not, I'll check you out tomorrow here. It's a good conversation today. No uh, no real hate in text messages, no characters today. Good discussion. I think so we got some good information out there. And uh, we'll see what we're going to discuss tomorrow. But remember, if you're in Lackawanna County, we have that budget vote coming on Thursday. So be informed. Know what's going on. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. Thank you for joining us today. I truly appreciate your companionship during the three hours that I'm with you guys. God bless. Be safe. And we'll do it again tomorrow.